Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. So welcome back. I don't know why I insist on starting these last several episodes with the weather report, but we literally had three days ago a 77 degree day here in Michigan. And two days later, there is hail and snow and all of the things. So I guess welcome to winter here in West Michigan. And one of the things is it ties in so organically to today's topic, and that's that there's no such thing as solutions. There's just trade-offs. Now, you might be able to find outliers where there are indeed solutions, where there's you know not a price to pay, but rarely would that be true. Life is about the trade-offs that we are willing to make. And so when we go into a new season, and I'll use this in a very literal way, as we're going into winter, there's going to be some positives that come with that, and there's going to be some negatives that come with that. Now, I happen to, you know, survey the negative, but that's that's not actually accurate because winter also invites in some reprieve from things like bugs and things like oppressive heat and, you know, certain things we get to have a relief from because winter is here. So there's no solutions, there's just trade-offs. And that's also when we go into new seasons of life. It's important to understand when we make new decisions about our lives or when we're trying to engage the change process, it's important to consider all angles because there's not necessarily one right path. There are options in front of us, but every solution we arrive at or every potential solution we arrive at, there's going to be a price that we'll have to pay for that. And that's why the decision-making process can be so difficult because to take on something, we have to give something up. We have to consider the trade-offs of decision-making. And it's also one of the reasons we have to stay so humble. If we want to make a big radical overhaul in our lives and others are not willing to join us, their trade-offs might just be different from ours. They might have different price tags attached to their shifts that they're not able to make. And so we're going to have to wrestle that out, that one of the trade-offs to seeking out health and wellness, seeking out better opportunities, is missing out on some people who are not going to be able to come into that season with us. That's one of the trade-offs we make for walking forward. So I want to give a very tangible example. In the season that I'm in right now, there's singleness. I'm out there on occasion going on dates and stuff, but the reality is if I were to find a relationship that I wanted to attach myself to and I wanted to move forward with it, there would be copious amounts of things that I would actually have to give up for that new season to unfold. There are a lot of benefits to being a single woman and to being able to move freely through my life, the ability to choose my values and live them out unimpeded by someone else's point of view. I get to do that. I don't have to consider how to spend my weekend. I have full autonomy in that. I can pivot and move in any direction I want. Now, the trade-off to a relationship is I would have a person, right? I would have someone with whom I could fill my weekends, and that certainly sounds enjoyable too. It might help with things like, let's say there's loneliness going on. It might help with, hey, something hard's going on and there's my person I get to talk to. But there's going to be a cost to that too, because having a significant other isn't a solution. It's just a trade-off. It's a different set of circumstances that I'm going to have to consider. And so I want to explain 
expand that out today, that things aren't as simple as black and white, as dichotomous as we tend to make them. And I think I'm using too broad of a concept there. We don't always do that. But it is a pretty common thing in our culture to say you're either A or B, pass or fail, black or white, right or wrong, Democrat or Republican. And we just love our labels. And labels oversimplify because life is nuance and life is trade-off. So I'm talking to a friend and she's going to start a fitness journey. And she asked me about CrossFit. She said, what are your thoughts about CrossFit? I said, well, CrossFit's great. You get strong. You get to be in community. You get to break through a lot of mental barriers. But the other side of that is CrossFit puts a lot of wear and tear on your body. And a lot of the verbiage says it's not if you hurt yourself, it's when you hurt yourself because CrossFit is intense. Now, I'm sure there's people that navigate it fine and haven't gotten injury, but there's a lot of people that get injured in that type of extreme athletic feat. So that's one of the things you have to consider. That's the trade-off. Let's say you want to do high-intensity training. So the trade-off is we have small bursts of energy. It's a classroom format, so there's accountability. There's a lot of endurance that goes on. But in a hit class, I'm asked to do things that are uncomfortable for me. They're unfamiliar. They're things I wouldn't naturally choose on my own. So I'm held hostage to someone else's plans on occasion. Also, side note, burpees are still trash. Ah, but the trade-off is if I do them, you know, there's there's different conditioning and endurance that can be built there. So I guess it uh, it fits in well with this topic. Let's say I'm someone who wants to do beach body because I want the convenience of doing it at home behind closed doors. So in that respect, it's a great feature for autonomy, but it's less a draw for those who need structured accountability. Now, there are some ways that beach body can do that, but there's also there's a lot of the honor system that goes on in that particular type of construct. And if motivation and discipline aren't your thing, maybe Beachbody's not for you. Now, the cool thing about Beachbody is you can do it in quick time. You're just doing it for a few weeks at a time before the program's over, so a 21-day fix or a six-week plan. But then at the end of that, the trade-off is you have to find something else to get jazzed about. So each one of these, they, they have their own pros and they have their own cons, and none of them are a solution. They are options that we have, and whichever one you pick, it's going to have a trade-off. When we make decisions, we have to look at the trade-off. I was listening to a podcast earlier this week from the Huberman Lab, and they were talking about health and fitness, and one of the people they talked about is Ethan Supley. So he is a well-known actor who's had a bunch of different roles throughout kind of the 90s and 2000s, but he was probably in excess of about 500 pounds at one point. And he went on a radical weight loss transformation a few years back, and he's lost over half of his body weight. And then he spends a couple hours a day in the gym building muscle. So if you're familiar with extensive weight loss, what happens is you get a lot of loose skin. And outside of getting skin removal surgery, the only alternative really is to fill it in with as much muscle as possible or to just have saggy skin. And so each of those have their own trade-off, right? You have to make decisions accordingly. So Ethan has you know, very notably talked about the fact that he spends up to two hours in the gym every day to build his new physique. And it's not a perfect physique, you know, by any stretch of the imagination because he had 500 pounds that he carried around with him for so long. But what was neat in this interview is they were talking about him, how he's very publicly said, yes, I spend two hours in the gym a day. So I have two hours of being uncomfortable daily. But when I was over 500 pounds, I had to think about my body every moment of every day. I had to plan where I was going to move, how I was going to move, with whom I was going to move, in what manner I was going to move. And I had to think about my body constantly. So the trade-off for that hard is the new hard of busting it in the gym two hours a day. Yes, it's difficult, but that's the trade-off he's decided on. That's the price he's willing to pay. And that's life, my friends. That's the decisions we have to make. We have to figure out what's the payoff and what's the cost because there's always a trade-off. Now, I want to take weight loss as an example and parlay it into an understanding 
that sometimes it's too big of a price to pay. One of the most impressive stories for me comes from our research on trauma that came out of an obesity study back in the 1990s. And this was a study that involved some 17,000 people using a weight loss protocol. And I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, but one of the most notable examples was a woman who was 28 years old. She goes through this weight loss protocol. And in one calendar year, she goes from 408 pounds down to her goal weight of 132 pounds. So she lost 276 pounds. She lost two thirds of her body weight. And so you would think, okay, she's arrived. She's done exactly what she's wanted. She's she's at this point of health. And then something absolutely mystifying happens. And she starts to rapid cycle gain weight. And she does, in, in one of the little bursts of weight gain, she gained like 40 pounds over a three-week period of time. And a lot of it was coming through eating at night. So actually getting up and sleepwalking eating. And she went to the clinic and she says, I don't get it. I'm doing all my things that I'm supposed to throughout the day. But when I wake up in the morning, there's cartons of ice cream and there's cookie wrappers and it's all around my house. So I know I'm doing it. I don't know why I'm doing it. And so what happens in this study is they realize that weight is a defensive mechanism that people have donned to keep themselves safe. Now, obesity, I think today might have a little bit of a different context in many stories because there is kind of the the food addiction piece that shows up. There's the hijacked dopamine that shows up in, in binging and purging and all of that. But categorically and historically, weight loss, obesity, and sexual trauma held hands very closely. And I don't know what the current numbers are today, but in the 90s, in this particular study, they realized that over 50% of women that participated of the 17,000 participants had been sexually abused at some point in their history. And that was true in this particular client's story. And what happened was when she was at work, there was an older gentleman who was starting to make moves on her and, and make a pass at her. And she would decline and say, no, thank you. I think he he was actually significantly older than her. And he kept being very kind of aggressive with her and making sexual passes at her. And she had a sexual abuse history of being molested by her grandfather. So at the subconscious level, this solution of losing weight, of being healthy, was less important than protecting herself. The trade-off was too much. And so she started to put on weight in a rapid, rapid sequence because the cost was too high. No longer being protected was an issue. Now, if I were working with someone through weight loss, what we would work on is what's the need for the weight? Why is this the solution? Because it is a solution for something. It's a trade-off for something. And so with this particular woman, if we were as informed as we are now about human behavior and the psychology of weight loss compared to 30 years ago, what we would do with her is we would work on boundaries. We would work on assertiveness. We would talk about her legal rights. We would work, work, work on knowing how to navigate that situation better. But because she didn't know how to navigate it, she went back to the aforementioned solution, which was to be unattractive through morbid obesity, because that trade-off made sense to her. Weight loss wasn't the solution. It was a trade-off, but it put her in a position where she was not prepared. So I will sit with clients who are doing a lot of therapy work, and actually they run into fear and terror because as they dismantle certain coping strategies and certain defense mechanisms, the trade-off is now they've got to confront other things. They've got to confront relationships that are on fire. They've got to confront having to let down some of their controlling tendencies. There's trade-offs at play that if we're not prepared for, we can at the subconscious level spiral into new situations that are just as harmful as some of our bad behaviors used to be. But what I'm trying to say here is there's always a trade-off. There are not hard and fast solutions that will just work for us. There are trade-offs that we have to make. So I've talked about Joe before and the sequence of phrasing that he uses with his clients is what do you want? What are you willing to pay? And what are you willing to risk? 
Think of the the idea of boundaries. If you're bringing boundaries into your relationship for the first time and you say to a person, I'm not willing to tolerate this behavior, perhaps it goes well or perhaps it doesn't. What if they don't change? We will have to learn to navigate those types of dynamics when we make decisions, when we make changes, when we try to navigate new spaces. The trade-off is whatever the hard thing we say, that's now part of the relationship dynamic that we're going to have to navigate. So some people shut down, some people withhold because they don't want to have to navigate the tough stuff. Now, again, in therapy, we work on building the skills that are needed to confront these hard things, but there's always a trade-off. Things aren't as simple as we like to to convey them to be. Again, I, I mentioned politics. It's this area where we go vote yes or we go vote no. There are ripple effects in each of those cases. Things aren't nearly as cut and dried as we like to think they are. When I voted no or yes on proposals this last Tuesday, there was trade-offs in both situations. There were pros and cons. There were good things and deficits that showed up there. And that's life. We have to navigate that there is no one solution. There are trade-offs that we have to navigate. And so here's what I would encourage you to do. As you go into change, you decide what's the trade-off that I might be wanting to make here. What will I have to give up for this trade-off to be true? Then you have to make your peace with it. And here's the other thing. Then you have to take your thoughts captive and focus on what's good about the trade-off. Because if you're constantly navigating the opportunity cost, if you're constantly looking at what you're going without, you will add in distress to your narrative. One of the verbiages we use is where our attention goes, our energy flows. So if you want to look at what you're giving up every time you make a decision, I assure you things get significantly harder. If Ethan Supley is at the gym thinking constantly about what he had to give up, then being at that gym becomes exhausting. But if he's sitting there lifting his weight saying, this is worth it. Look what I'm gaining here. Look what I'm adding to my life here. Well, we can endure that, my friends. And so you decide what the trade-off is, consider what you have to give up, and then you make your peace with it and concentrate on what is the benefit. What is better about this series of choices? Commitment and fidelity are some of the most important things that we can engage that give us purpose and meaning in life. But even that has a trade-off. It means doing what's right, not what's convenient. So this is not meant to demoralize you. It's not to say that nothing matters. It's all relative. Everything's hard. This is to encourage you to focus on the process that will get you where you want to go. But you have to understand there's always a cost because life is not about solutions. It's about trade-offs. And so you choose wisely. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.